Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 187. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Belil Springer. This week on the show, we're joined by Christina Russell, salon owner, multiple award-winning hair color specialist and educator in Sydney, Australia, to discuss the custom color journey she brings her clients on. A big thing that I try to create is a shared reality between myself and a client. Very rarely for a major colour change will I agree to meet them and do it on the same day. I try to offer people to come in and see me for a great experience less often in the year than having people that come in every three or four weeks. So I think contracts and quoting for the multiple services is the key to success with a, with a journey. This episode is all about providing an exceptional client journey. From a color perspective, understanding what it takes to bring a potential customer sliding into your DMs, for instance, right through to having a client for life. Our guest today will take you through the key stages of her custom color journey and that she uses to ensure her clients leave her salon not only feeling fabulous, but more educated on their aftercare and products. In her playbook, communication and education play a massive role in developing strong client relationships. Christina Russell approaches hair like an artist would a blank canvas, layering colours in interesting ways to create a wholly unique look for her clients. As a respected authority on colouring techniques, she also takes her art history around the globe to share her knowledge with international clients. Having been at the pinnacle of hairdressing for more than two decades, Christina's work has been photographed in publications in more than 30 countries. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Christina. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks, Killian. It's really nice to be here. And thank you, Zoe. It's really, really nice to to, to finally chat with you. <laughs> I, I know Killian did a lot of the uh, introduction and the emailing with you, so I'm really excited to, to get stuck in. Um, before we get into the, the, that whole bit, though, that we're going to be talking about today, can you tell us a bit more about what attracted you to, I guess, specialize in, in, in coloring more specifically? I'm sure there's a story behind that. Yes, absolutely. I, I've been hairdressing for over 20 years, close to 25 years. And in Australia, we do a training which includes going to a college or going to a, a beauty school as well as working in a salon. So you learn everything from, from barbering to styling, cutting, long hair styling and colouring. And so originally early on, I did a little bit of everything, which I believe that hairdressers do need to have a grounding in all aspects of hair to be able to co-consult or, or to create a total look. But I've always been really interested in in colour. I've coloured my own hair since I realised lemon juice didn't work and <laughs> I've been bleaching it ever since. <laughs> and I've always personally loved it. I love the freedom of expression that comes with colour at, at school. I absolutely loved, um, you know, painting. And I also stepped out of hairdressing for a little while and studied textile design and printmaking and it really refueled my passion for colour, colour theory from a pure point of view and that's how I teach when I teach my workshops as well. So I teach more from not just like a brand point of view, like you must use this brand to get this result. So I really absolutely love colour but early on in my career I started working at the first ever uh, colour specialist 
fabulous salon in Australia that was opened up by we call her like the queen of colour in Australia, Alison Shower, and she was trained by Vidal Sassoon's right-hand person, Annie Humphreys, and she brought back all her knowledge from Sassoon's in New York and London and she used to work for Crazy Colour. And I talked my way in to work with her and I didn't have very much colour experience. I just kept the interview going until she said yes. <laughs> and then Sometimes she offered me do, an right? extended apprenticeship. <laughs> that's, that's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to do. And she could acknowledge that my technique wasn't there but my passion for colour was and then really encouraged me to assist, to learn. I extended my apprenticeship, the standard in Australia is actually four years and I extended mine to five and a half years. So I became a specialist, but I was supported by um, doing a lot of education and I don't even own scissors. I don't do blow drying. I specialise in colour completely. And so I also like letting it go and passing over to someone else in the salon and seeing what they can create. So I, I don't need total control over a look I actually really like letting go and collaborating so yeah that's sort of where where it came from for the training and my passion is there so I've, I've been able to create a career for many many years that I don't even have hairdressing scissors anymore that's impressive <laughs> which is great <laughs> it's not it's not something I hear a lot um you know I hear a lot of like people working on collaborations for let's say editorial work and stuff like that but fully that's really cool <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong but are you you actually specialize in red and blonde so you must be like only itching to get at myself and Zoe's hairs because Zoe has a lovely bleached blonde hair and I've got a fabulous head of lovely Irish ginger hair here. It is fabulous. I, I do love in this podcast that we can see each other as we're talking as well. Um, so yes, I, I would love to colour both of your hair. I specialise in reds and coppers and strawberry blondes and I call them my fussy blondes. So I get a lot of blonde clients that go to other <laughs> places and they're not happy so it could be something as simple as a classic foil or an on-scalp bleach but they haven't been able to find somebody that not only um, does the consultation that's strong to find out a I guess enough information from them to help them be less fussy and to trust you so I do a lot of color corrections and my niche is redheads and coppers because I realized very few hairdressers know how to do those and know how to do those consistently. So they may be able to produce a great mm -hmm. redhead, but then that redhead comes back in and either wants exactly the same or half a shade lighter and they still want to be coming in every six weeks or they want to have their greys covered. And I've found this out from not only touring around and doing workshops for various brands or independent workshops in, in the hairdressing salons or at hair shows, but I also heard it from people sitting in my seat and they were saying, oh, I went to this really great salon, but every time I got a different result. And so I thought from both points of view, the, cl the client and the consumer and hairdressers were only really learning how to lift or bleach or lighten and tone in their early training or cut or hold scissors and styling. And the classical tints or permanent colours within reds and coppers 
we're really only getting taught or, or learnt through self-experimentation on the floor. And I thought that really has to change because it's something that once people understand it, they can really run with it. And I was also working in a really busy salon in Sydney at the time where there was about 40 chairs and they were really renowned for Sydney beach waves and balayage and blended hair, which is fine because there's a lot of people that want that. But I wanted to stand out in a very competitive salon with a unique point of view. And it really then um, overflowed into the general industry. And now pretty much all of my new clients are either colour corrections, redheads or blondes. And because of that, like it is literally someone coming to you wants you to take them on a colour correction or a hair colouring journey. It's not as straightforward as just book it in uh, like a, a quick balayage or, well, nothing quick about it, but you know, what I, you know what I mean? It's a bit more complex and that's kind of what we want to delve into today. Like what does that journey look like? Like is this something you, it took a few years for you to craft or is it actually more straightforward than we think? I think that's actually a really great question because with a lot of hair colour or whether if people are doing chemical services which could include uh, straightening, perming, bleaching, colouring or anything that may take a few sessions to get somewhere, um, there's a few different ways of answering that. So uh, perhaps a colour correction, I'll start with the more complex I certainly strongly recommend or suggest people to come in and have a face-to-face consultation. But with the with the um, changes that's been happening in our world in 2020, this year I've also started offering Zoom or video consultations as well. So I, I guess it's taken a combination of um, you know years of experience being a colorist, but also really having the ability to look at what did and didn't work well with without criticizing myself or somebody in the salon but with a strong um now I'm not really into journaling but perhaps <laughs> a strong way of looking at debriefing things so what could have worked better what could have um you know helped set us up so I have certainly had some corrections where there hasn't been enough time allocated or there hasn't been a shared reality. And a big thing that I try to create is a shared reality between myself and a client. So that starts from the very first inquiry. And I, I have a template that I send out to people that includes I need to know um, your name, mobile, email, I asked them for a hair colour written description and some current photos and I'm a bit strict with that. It needs to be front, side and back and not a selfie that's sort of taken on Snapchat (laughs) filter covered in butterflies and things. (laughs) Um, And I explain, I've also learned, I've explained I won't be showing anyone. It's just for me to assess the best possible time. So I really always put it back to the reason I'm asking for things is to allow them to have the best possible experience. When I get all of that information, I also allocate time for a consultation. We can do it in person and a test strand and then I book them for another day. So very rarely for a major colour change will I agree to meet them and do it on the same day. 
And some of these I've learnt from other hairdressers that do major like um, transformations or unicorn hair. And also um, there's a really well-known tattoo artist in Sydney and the only way that she takes her bookings is she opens her books up every three months and you need to apply and then you need to send in pictures and then she allocates however many spots she has and then her books close. And I think it's a fantastic way of working. And I've been rejected by her a couple of times. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I actually, I managed to get in because I, um, I did her hair colour for a wedding and I saw her post something about hair and her stories and I, I saw an in. So I managed to get in, I got visible. And I think um, from a client's point of view, to know that you're that serious about their hair before you get them in mm-hmm. is great. If it's not a colour correction, I still do suggest if they want to do a consultation, but I I don't in, I don't insist on it. But I do ask every single this year. I'm working more independently, and I've asked every single client for a one hundred dollar deposit to secure a booking. If they don't do that, I don't take their appointment. And mostly people have have done it, and I don't get no shows then as well. Yeah. Of course, that, yeah. that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. okay, so I fall kind of in the typical first time color client, right? This year we've like, we've gone full blonde. Um, you know, I go to the same stylist all the time, but I've just like DM'd him a picture saying, is this even possible? Can we do this? <laughs> you know? So, and I'm sure you get a lot of that as well. So my question is, you know, when, when you get people DMing you or, or hitting you up with like their goal picture or whatever, how do you shift that conversation there and and also uh, set expectations as to well this is possible or not or it might not be I'd like I need more information say with your template and stuff how do you bring that conversation over to uh, a more concrete beginning of a relationship yeah it's a great question and yes I do get dms from people and some that may not have any intention actually also of even being a client so I think that's a interesting part that people say oh will this suit me or I'm thinking of doing this and depending on how much time this could be in Facebook or Instagram I'm referring to so it um, depends on how much time you've got to dedicate answering Um, these sorts of questions and I think a lot of hairdressers myself included use social media as a direct link to attracting new clients as well as to communicating with your existing clients so when I get a a a DM like that, like, will this suit me? Or I'm thinking of doing that. I think that it's a great beginning to a conversation and, and it may not be realistic and it might be realistic, but it shows that that client is thinking of you and they're wanting to do something new. So I've got a few, um, pre-saved replies in my Instagram and it only took me probably about, I'd say an hour or an hour and a half to come up with a few key words. So one, they, these are in Instagram. Instagram quick replies. You can create these and and just copy and paste them within the actual app. So one of them is um, for a new client inquiry, which we've we've touched on. So I would say you can find my email in the Instagram link here. I make it as obvious as possible, like where how they can get in contact with me. 
The other could be returning client and that is somebody maybe who hasn't seen me in this new space. They might just need the address or it could be, you know, excited new idea for perhaps, you know, something similar to what you're saying and could say, oh, my God, I, you know, oh, my gosh, I love that. Um, I think that would look awesome on you. Have you got any other photos? And just have it like a consultation. So I direct people to my email because I find that in Instagram DMs and Facebook DMs, sometimes they can get a little bit lost in the shuffle. And I have had, you might have 10 messages over a weekend. Some could be from friends, some could be from clients, and then that pushes down other other messages. So I find that if I can send everybody a DM, a footnote in this message that says, I will reply to you within my business hours. Thank you so much. And then that directs them to the email and the subject lines are clearly either, I've got one that's new client inquiry, a second one is hair colour booking, and I know that code to be someone returning, or third is new hair idea. So I, every Monday and Tuesday, scroll really far back in my email and just double check that I haven't missed anyone, and those are my admin days. So I take people in a journey from Instagram fairly quickly into an email Mm -hmm. and I've only learnt recently from other hairdresser friends that were getting a bit burnt out to say I'll reply in business hours because sometimes those messages come through at midnight or when people are perhaps having a few cocktails (laughs) and they feel inspired to have a hair change or, you know, we don't have to always be available is we can... We can, you know, make sure that we set our professional boundaries as well so we don't burn out from all the DMs. But I think that's a great way to strike up a conversation. Christina, a lot of what we're talking about here seems to be kind of you're having like pre-in-salon conversations. So whether they're through email, they call you up or they're through Instagram or Facebook. Do you offer any like online book and so... Is it possible for people who, let's say I've never gone to you before and I skipped a whole kind of online consultation, am I able to just book straight in with you? And then has that ever caused problems in the sense of I've skipped my consultation or my journey with you? I'm just saying this is what I, the service I want done. Then I turn up on the day and it turns out it could be a completely different service that needs to be done. So like your tattooist in Australia, have you ever had to refuse anyone like that and what what is the process around people that do skip those online consultations yeah that's a that's a great and I think a layered question and some of the things um within that have been roadblocks for why up until recently I've actually offered online bookings so I've recently signed up with Forest in Australia and I'm doing online bookings and we went through lots of different training and I'm in a salon where they were literally using sort of like pen and paper or we were using Google calendars and then texting hey can you do this person at this time and as you can imagine it became a bit text heavy and a bit harder to track so we've changed over to a shared system between three hairdressers and myself included and we offer a limited option of online booking 
because I sat in a, I, I teach in, in hair salons and at events, but I also equally attend as much industry education as possible because I really like to learn and be immersed in the industry. And I went to something last year with various brands, various speakers, and a hairdresser said something to me that he doesn't want to make it hard for clients to give you money and to book you in. So if you can get them to at least make connection, whether that be (laughs) online at night, they're on your website and there's a book now button, have that there. If it's not the most appropriate thing that they've selected, then that's up to you to call them and offer something else. But at least you've got that initial inquiry locked in. You've got their name, number, and you've made it easy for them. So make it easy for them. So I have updated my website this year to include a book now button which links to, I don't have every single service on there and we do have that option. So I also have my um, new client consultation. They can book, they can also book a Zoom consultation and they can book something that's called in-person or come to salon. So I've tried to create it in consumer language rather than what a hairdresser might describe it as. And I only offer, I think I offer um, from memory just two highlight packages. So it's a package, so they must book a cut then a colour and a blow dry. I work with dry cut experts. So that's different again to the standard colour before your haircut. So the team likes to cut. So then Forrest has helped set us up a package that somebody either has a foil with cut package or foil with no cut package. And it's already there. So they tick the journey. I have had one slip through the cracks that was a major black um, packet dye to like a dark ruby red. And thankfully she was booked in on a time when I thought something may be like that because I had, she was resistant to the emails and resistant to my regular communication, which really taught me for future, just to make sure I explain myself more clearly why I need all of that. But I, I did end up having time to meet her needs and to and to give her an initial, you know, a, a new colour and to explain, you know, I'm not sure that we can do it or not and I got the full information. I, I just didn't get the chance to do the test strand. But out of this entire year and that was in our initial training going online, I've only had one person um, that wasn't an ideal booking time. Yeah. And sure, I've got clients who've seen me for years and they've always had foils and they never book in for foils. So I don't know what they think I'm doing up there, but <laughs> I I manage it and I'll just have a look over the top. You know, like I'm not relying on the booking software to do everything. We've still, as hairdressers, got to have a quick scan through. But I think that online bookings are fantastic. I mean, that's how you can book dentists, you can book your manicures, you can book massages and hairdressers um, to be able to offer even just their top, you know, services that they want and packages can really mean that everyone on the team becomes busier if you if you split services as well. So I am really loving that and my clients are as well. I absolutely love that idea. So so you don't actually offer specific services which could inevitably allow clients to book the wrong ones. They're physically having to book into a journey. 
That's that's so clever. Absolutely, yeah. Because we did initially start off doing individual services and I thought that people would know how to pick and mix what they were wanting. But because I don't do blow dryers, if then one of my colleagues wasn't available, that meant it wasn't getting booked in properly. So we found asking a few other salons what they were doing. Um, so you can't just book a balayage, for example. It must be a balayage with a blow dry or a balayage with a cut and a blow dry. They're the only two options. So you might have an extra long head of hair and balayage. That's up to us just to mix more colour. That's easy. But if you're not getting somewhere to style it or perhaps a fringe trim or something extra that is going to need to get booked in, we found that only offering a few packages, the haircuts can be standalone, but with colour they need it to be packages and anything else they can just contact us. So we're trying to make it easy to maximise and get more services out of that client so they leave happy but with you know, with fabulous hair. Um, but I, yeah, I really strongly suggest for colorists to use the package option. Yeah, I love that that idea. It's it's brilliant. I'm sure there's a lot of people uh, listening to this that will be, uh, you know, blown away by the idea, and hopefully it'll help them because uh, that's often a, a struggle that we've we've been hearing um, from you know colouring and online booking for sure. Um, it's the wrong, the wrong services. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But um, you mentioned two things uh, that kind of combined turn into another of my questions. So you mentioned make it easy for um, for clients to give you money, essentially. <laughs> and then you also <laughs> put it that way. That, Rule that number is one. What it is. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Make it easy. And then you also mentioned, you know, uh, someone going from a really dark uh, boxed hair dye to um, a a different color. Color is I think it's not just you're getting a color like you're committing to a color. Uh, It's a process and there's there's probably going to be more than one appointment in certain cases. Like in my case, my hair is initially very, very dark. So to go to a platinum lawn, like I'm not going to have that in one appointment. So in terms of like money, when when you're talking to a client, how do you set that budget expectation or um, how does that all come, like when does it come into play and how do you uh, manage people's expectations so that they can actually budget um, and not be surprised once they, they come up at the till? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's not, that's a great question actually. And I think we've probably, if, if we have worked in a salon and if listeners are currently working in a salon or, or in their own salon, we've probably all experienced somebody's shocked face at the <laughs> reception or when you go to say that's however much money. And And it's not a great customer experience, but also it's not great for the hairdresser that has a flailing moment of doubting their worth or their Mm -hmm. self-esteem maybe is quivering a little bit thinking, oh, I hope they like it and that's $500 and then Mm. they haven't set it up. And that's when unfortunately from a hairdresser's point of view, you may be tempted to say, oh, but for you I'll do it for this. So hairdressers, myself included, can be 
um, tempted sometimes to discount because you think somebody's kind or you think maybe you're overcharging it. So I think that that's probably a, a deep conversation with around pricing um, that maybe we don't have time for. So I won't veer into that one. But the to know your prices and to believe in your self-worth, I think is incredibly important. However, to m- have strength with the consultation, I always quote before any hair colour even gets mixed. So I quote for my new clients and I quote for any regular or long-term clients that's having something different. And I I have had several clients that say, oh, thank you for that because it can be a bit of a shock. And that quote will include home care um, and it will include if they need a plex treatment or a moisture treatment and it will include variables and this is something I actually learnt from my vet. Um, I've got a couple of cats and from my your vet, vet does it. Yes, I do I do <laughs> a quote that's um, – so I look at tattoos and vets and other businesses. Clever. But to not give a defiant, like a definite quote. So what I will do for a colour correction, for example, today this could be a virgin application bleach plus a long toner. It might be two toners and the reason why it would or it wouldn't will be this. And so your quote, I'll have um, the minimum one up to a maximum. And so there could be maybe a 20 to $80 difference. Let's just pick as a random number, but it sets them up for the hairdresser that might need to make a decision because their hair has been a bit unexpected. And the way that I do it is um, the minimum spend today is going to be 300 It could go up to 450 I'll explain why and I'll tell them if this variable happens, I will include you in the decision making. So if I see something at the basin area or when we come back that isn't quite as light as what we were aiming for, I will need to do an extra technique. Would you be okay with that today? So that's one conversation for a variable and mostly people are okay with that. But something that I've gotten from a Australian um, media company who does a lot of um, social media tiles, she also has contracts. Her name is Hayley Mears at Six Underground Media. She actually has, which I use, a colour correction contract she also has influencer contracts and a few other things that um, as our industry evolves are fantastic around social media. But the colour correction contract is something that is a multiple service quote and it explains what people are going to have at each visit. So from black to blonde, it could be three visits. Your first visit will be on this date. I'm going to suggest you know, X, Y, Z service at this amount, then I need to see you in five or six weeks for service number two. And this will be, you know, $200 less. It'll be this, this, and this. I need you to use these products. And then by visit number three, you'll be much closer to where you're wanting to be. And it will become just a maintenance type appointment. The client and the hairdresser can sign off on that, that they both agree with it and it's an editable contract. So that's something you could seek out online, um, you know, from Six Underground Media or you could create your own in Google Docs or, or however you like to do your admin. But it is a game changer because that means that you're both looking at it. It doesn't let you forget anything and you sign off on it. And you could also attach pictures if you want to do that. I know that I've been doing that recently on my colour files. I've been uploading photos 
And that's really also really helpful because it reinforces to the client, see, that did come from a much darker colour last time. You're doing great. The products you're using are really working. We're now ready to do step two. So I think contracts and quoting for the multiple services is the key to success with a with a journey. That's actually something that is very interesting. So a lot of your quotes actually bake the products into the prices. So you're not just quoting them on the services, you're saying, here's the products that we are more than likely going to use. And you're, you're probably going to need to take these home or again, more than likely going to need to take them home. So what's the success rate on that? Do you find that your clients more often than not will purchase and take those products home because it's part of the whole journey, the experience and the quote bundle? Yeah, I do actually. I've worked in salons where the people are so strong at home care and retail and are smashing goals with it and that's their drive and their motivation. I must admit that's not me. I come from a point of view of you will benefit from this because this will heal your hair or this is going to make your hair stronger. So I do find on really busy days if I let that slip and it's not included in the initial consultation or I don't put it down and discuss it and show them during their colour application that at the end when it goes to just payment, do you want products with that? I don't I don't remember and I'm in a rush and I've got colour on me and I'm trying to take money from You're getting them. out of there. You know, it all becomes, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out, my mind's already gone. So I do find that the product conversation, particularly for colour care, um, I mix up custom colour conditioners. So like my hair, for example, at the moment is blonde with a pink. Um, I have a custom rose colour conditioner that I make. And if I want it to be more neon, I can do that. And so I, I tell my clients what I'm using, why my colour changes all the time. You know, you can do that too. And I share that also in social media posts from time to time because I don't want to be too salesy. Yeah. But I do find that if I'm taking someone from blonde to red and they're not going to go home with a professional shampoo and conditioner, then I'm I'm not going to really be able to guarantee my work. So if they're on a budget, I do have a couple of ways of saying it. I check in with what they're using. If it's a good brand, it's just not a brand I'm selling. I'll just say to them, oh, th- that's great. Keep using that. When it runs out, come and see me and we can come up with a new um, regime for you. If you're to leave with only one product today, I really need it to be this custom colour conditioner and I'm going to teach you how to use it. So I'm, I mix something up that they can't get in any other salon unless that same salon sells the same product, which is probably likely because it's Australian. But I make it quite um, special because I mix it in front of them and it's an experience and pretty well guaranteed they will get that because they want their colour to last longer. And I don't tend to push. I, I try to offer people to come in and see me for a great experience less often in the year than having people that come in every three or mm-hmm. four weeks. So they really do want to use those products. How does it work in terms of, you know how you're saying like you quote 
someone for, say, uh, step one, step two and step three, booking in advance is like the plan is the plan flexible like say for instance if i'm gonna need three steps and it's gonna you know possibly take me three four months to get there like if i don't use the right products maybe it like it'll take longer for me to get to step two so how do you book in those appointments is it straight uh from the beginning or you kind of adjust as you go That's actually a really good question because I think it can be quite customised. So I think um, giving the, the client a timeline that could work but doesn't have to be strictly enforced um, would work well because I would tend to, if it's at the end of the year or, or it's before, I, I know that I'll be off travelling somewhere, which isn't happening so much at the moment, I can say to them, look, I can book your next one now. I'm going to suggest, for example, six weeks will work well. However, if it's getting to week five and you really don't feel like you're due to come in, I would you know, suggest that we could push it out a week. But I do tend to only be strict if it's a long Um, journey, perhaps being three or four visits, mm -hmm. I do tend to be strict only on their first um, and and second one. So by strict, I want to have a consultation. I want to have a really long chat before any painting happening is happening. And then the next one, whether I suggest four weeks, five weeks or six weeks, I really want to stick to that. And I explain to them, Sometimes hair colour can change and sometimes the colours exposed are either unnatural or undesirable or maybe it goes really dull. I've got a solution for all of those things. So even if your hair hasn't grown out much and you don't have roots or a regrowth, the tone of it may be unpredictable after you know, five weeks time, for example. So I would love you to come in at five weeks. Then it's sort of like getting to know each other. I'll be able to see how your hair's done and how it responds. And after that, we might be able to push it out a little bit further if you would like to do so. So I sort of put it back to them and just explain it. But if they miss that, of course, they need to turn up for their bookings and they can cancel and reschedule. But yeah. if they miss that suggested timeline, um, that's totally up to them and to be flexible. Christina, we know the colour doesn't end at the salon. It does, like, to maintain the great work that you've done, you need to put in the aftercare. You need to really take care of your hair. Do you have any, I suppose, contingency plans in place for clients that just don't take care of their hair and then they're coming back to you within a week, possibly two weeks, saying it's a disaster or it hasn't gone as planned, which... I'm sure is probably down to the fact that they just didn't put the care in. Do you offer any services like that or does it just have to go through the whole cycle again? Yeah, that, that's um, an interesting situation that I think a lot of hairdressers have experienced. And I, my first approach is don't panic, try not to panic <laughs> because I think deep we breaths. can all <laughs> deep breaths and we can all blame ourselves. We must have done something wrong or, oh, oh no, I've damaged their hair or I didn't know how to mix it up properly or I, we go into this really rapid response as an emotional artist of we must have done something wrong. I think the best thing to do is to listen and to get that person in and to have them in a chair, not next to another client. So in a chair <laughs> and just calmly talk to them. But often maybe what they see, maybe their fringe is really faded 
but that wasn't ever discussed that they wanted that to be really dark. So, so that can be a combination of miscommunication or the wrong products, or they've gone and sat in a spa or a sauna all weekend and something has happened that's radically different to what you imagine for them. So as a, as a fair, reasonable conversation between hairdresser and client, I always think it's best to get them to come in if they can and to have a, a gentle conversation. Ask a few questions without judgment. If it's something that's really easy to just do a colour treatment, it could be a treatment with a little bit of a direct dye or a little bit of pigment added in and just a quick dry off for them and you've got time to do that, just that touch and listening can really help them to, to remain a long-term client. If it's something that's bigger and if you're at fault, I guess they're two different things. So it might be something that you need to re-educate them about how to care for it. And if it's something that's a bit bigger and perhaps I've, I've had numerous people that I've needed to come back in because it's been a major colour change over my, you know, 20 years and some have been miscalculations by me or me being a little bit colour shy or nervous to go as heavy as I needed to and I'm very comfortable to say to them, this isn't what I anticipated for you within the first week either. Would you like to come back in on Saturday or Friday afternoon? I've got an hour and a half booking available on these times. I'd like to invite you back in as my guest and we'll get this to where it needs to be. I won't charge you for that. So I have a few different options depending on whether it's an unexpected outcome or, you know, they've used the wrong product. Um, but I, I do think an educated client is the best client to have. So if we can help them understand how to care for their hair, then that's a really valuable person to have in your chair. I'd feel so comfortable coming to you for my color. Everything is so structured and, and like nicely laid out. It's amazing. <laughs> I've never had to go for a color treatment, but I feel like I know the whole process inside yes. out now after that. Well, when we can travel again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, listen, Christina, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for sharing your process from Instagram DMs right through to aftercares. And well, probably not anticipated. The Unexpected out. <laughs> the unexpected outcomes. Well put, Zoe, because I didn't know what way I was going to butcher that. <laughs> um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Christina, um, how can they find you online? Um, thank you, Zoe. Um, you can find me online on Instagram. My name is Christina, that's spelt with a K. So if you find me at Colour Christina. I've also got a podcast and a dedicated Instagram for that. So you, if you would like to have a listen to my podcast, um, you can find me on any of the podcast platforms. That was a tongue twister to say. And my podcast is Colour Christina Talks Podcast. Or I've also got a consultation checklist and a free ebook and other things on my website. There's loads of podcast freebies and a couple of um, little treats for hairdressers to download for free. If you want to jump onto my website, which is christinarussell.com.au. Fantastic. We'll have all of those links in today's episode show notes to make it easy for everyone listening. Thank you, Zoe, and thank you, Killian, for having me. It was lovely to chat all things colour and consultation with you. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks again, Christina. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, Zoe. And Killian here. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and things are changing fast. 
This is a short reminder for you to stay safe and on top of all the latest and factual news. Your starting point should be your governing health services website. Forest Salon Software has also a variety of business resources available. Check out our Help Juice page, the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our personal and business resilience strategies for salon owners at forest.com forward slash salon hyphen lockdown, the Forest Blog and Podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. And one last thing. Don't Don't be scared, scared, be prepared. Moving on now to the Inside Forest, we have two courses for Forest Academy. The first course is for US clients only. It's Forest Chat, text conversations with your clients. Forest Chat gives salon businesses a new and unique opportunity to engage in real personalized conversations with their clients in a sleek and modern chat thread. The course is self-taught. It's only 10 minutes long and it's going to take you through things like make salon bookings, new procedures and appointment confirmations more efficient. Initiate conversations with clients via SMS that opens an opportunity for real replies and human chat at a time when it's needed more than ever. The second course we have then is open to all Forest users and this one's showing you how to increase your holiday season revenue. The short course is designed to share some thoughts and ideas for you and your salon to generate some extra revenue regardless of whether you're open or closed. On that note, we've included two things you can do while you're closed to move your pre-Christmas rush online this November and December and deepen your relationship with your clients. So what can you expect from this 15-minute self-talk course? Two things we're going to cover is show you how to generate revenue from gift sets on your new online store and keep cash flow coming in with your online gift vouchers. Two very easy steps to do. We highly recommend you check out that course. As always, if you've any queries or need help accessing the course, just email forestacademy at forest.com. And we've just launched our Beat 2020 educational series in the US, but also in in the UK and Ireland. We now have Facebook events for you to register your interest and joining us and our special guests for tips and tricks on how we can all quote unquote beat 2020 together. We have less than 15% of the year left and we want to help you continue the conversation with your clients, establish genuine connections, uh, and of course, also take advantage of the shop local trend and people wanting to support small businesses during the holidays. So starting on Monday, November 16th in the US, but also in the UK and Ireland, we will be broadcasting some interviews to offer some of these insights. Once again, you can register your interest on these Facebook events, depending on which region you're from, and we'll have the links in today's episode's show notes. But if you're a Forest client, you would already have received some communications about this. Don't forget to head over to forest.com forward slash FM. If you're not yet registered to our Forest FM email newsletter, uh, you'll be getting all the updates and downloadable content available delivered straight to your inbox weekly on Wednesdays. And as always, if you want to share your thoughts on Forest FM, this episode specifically, or have a question for Christina, send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your suggestions are what help us tailor the show to your needs. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners Podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.